1: And you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including Dr. Zudi Jasser. He is a medical doctor, a primary care physician, but he's also uh, the president and founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, That would be very interesting to find out about his opinions on what's happening with regard to jihad around the world. This has apparently been declared a day of jihad. He's also a a candidate for Congress. He just announced yesterday, so we'll look forward to find out about that. We'll visit with Matt Chionis. He is with the Gulf Coast International Properties. He's a professional And we're going to be talking about some of the trends in properties, what's selling and what's not. And then uh, Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author of many books. And he writes a column for uh, Newsmax.com. We'll be talking about Biden's foreign policy ineptness. It is October the 13th, Friday the 13th, if you're suspicious in any way, and on this day in 1792, the cornerstone was laid for presidential residence in the newly designated capital of Washington, D.C. In 1800, President John Adams became the first president to reside in the executive mansion, which soon became known as the White House because of its white-gray Virginia freestone contrasting strikingly with the red bricks of uh, nearby buildings. The city of Washington was created to replace Philadelphia as the nation's capital because its geographical position in the center of the existing republic. The states of Maryland and Virginia each ceded land around the Potomac River to form the District of Columbia, and work began on Washington in 1791. French architect Charles LaFont designed the area's radical layout, full of dozens of circles, mainly for protection of the city, to, for sur- soldiers to protect incoming, if you will, and the crisscross avenues and plentiful parks. In 1792, work began on the neoclassical White House building at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue by a construction team comprised of enslaved and freed Amer- African Americans and European immigrants. Irish-American architect James Hoban oversaw the design and the president, George Washington, chose the site. On November the 1st, President John Adams was welcomed into the executive mansion. His wife, Abigail, wrote about their new home. And here's a quote, I pray heaven uh, to bestow the best of blessings on the house and all that shall forafter, hereafter inhabit it. May none be wi- but wise men ever uh, rule under this roof. Well, we failed at that, unfortunately, Abigail, but uh, nevertheless, we go on. In 1814, during the World of uh, War of 1812, the White House was set on fire along with the U.S. Capitol by British soldiers in retaliation for burning government buildings in Canada by U.S. troops. The burned-out building was subsequently rebuilt and enlarged under the direction of James Hoban, who added east and west terraces to the main building along with a semicircular south portico and a colonnaded north portico. The smoke stained stone walls were painted white. Work was completed on the White House in 1820s. Major restoration occurred uh, during the administration of President Harry Truman, and Truman lived across the street for several years in Blair House. Since 1995, Pennsylvania Avenue between the White House and Lafayette Square has been closed to vehicular travel uh, traffic for security reasons. Today, more than a million folks uh, visit the White House annually. It's the oldest federal building in the nation's capital. The White House, occupied by John Adams in 1800. Well, Social Security Administration has announced a 3.2% cost of living adjustment for 2024. These benefit adjustments are made annually to help benefit uh, and keep pace with inflation. Recipients are going to see an increase uh, reflected in their January checks. The uh, 2024 benefit increase is much lower than the record 8.7% cost of living adjustment. Social Security beneficiaries saw last year the biggest boost in four decades in response to uh, Record high inflation. It's also lower than the 59 cost of living adjustment for 2022. Well, uh, well, inflation is down slightly, and we probably can, and hopefully we'll project, it won't be more than 3.2% in the year of 2024. But uh, nevertheless, remember, it's compounded. It's on top of the 59 and 8.7% cost of living adjustments in previous years. <clears throat> While the U.S. stock market closed lower, snapping a four-session winning streak. Uh, fresh inflation data re, uh, renewed fears that the Fed will keep rates higher for longer. The Consumer Price Index in September held steady at 3.7%. Uh, still ways off from the Fed's uh, 2% target for inflation. So uh, the market didn't like that so much uh, yesterday. Futures are somewhat flat right now. We'll see how the day turns out. House Majority Leader, Leader Steve Scalise dropped out of the race to replace former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, leaving the immediate future of the position up in the air. Scalise has topped uh, uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio in a Tuesday internal caucus, 113 to 99 votes to proceed as the party's nominee. Following the internal vote, Scalise, or any potential candidate, needs a full House majority, 217 votes, supporters, assuming all Democrats vote no, with a slim uh, 221 to 12 edge, any candidate could only lose four GOP votes. Scalise faced a number of challenges, including conservative support for Jordan and questions over his health. Scalise was injured during a mass shooting as a practice of an annual congressional baseball game in 2017 and more recently has been diagnosed with multiple myeloma, a form of blood cancer. So our prayers are with uh, Scalise. What happens next is unclear. Observers say the moderate bloc is sufficiently large enough to oppose a bid by Jordan, while no alternative to uh, the two is yet to emerge. Speaker pro tempore Patrick McHenry is expected to oversee day-to-day proceedings uh, for the foreseeable future. So things are somewhat up in the air right now. makes me wonder if perhaps a candidate like Byron Donald might emerge as a uh, compromise. He's awfully smart, and he'd do a very good job. He's our congressman. Former President Donald Trump's campaign juggernaut is roaring through the country with such force now that he's winning the general election generic vote with 53% support from likely 2024 voters. Coming up on the same day, the morning consult survey had him leading the GOP race with as high as 61%. A Rasmussen reports: uh, Survey said that more uh, more than a majority of voters plan to vote for President Donald uh, Trump. Well, let's talk about what's happening in Israel. Israel's military officials say yesterday they would seek an end to the presence of Hamas in Gaza, uh, likely pretending a coming ground ev- invasion into the territory. Israel previously mobilized 360,000 reservists and has begun amassing forces along the Gaza border. Experts say a ground assault into Gaza, 140 square miles, about 25 miles wide, with 2.3 million residents, is likely to result in a prolonged conflict. Israel called on the United Nations to help evacuate roughly 1.1 million residents from the northern Gaza uh, Strip. Uh, That's probably not going to happen. The U.N. wasn't too pleased about the request. The death toll in Israel, primarily from Hamas' initial Saturday uh, attack, uh, rose to 1,300 with around 3,000 others wounded. Officials say the death toll in Gaza stands nearly at 1,400 with 6,200 injured, largely from intense Israeli airstrikes. One strike yesterday killed at least 45 people at a refugee camp, as Hamas called for international protests today. An estimated 150 hostages were taken by militants back to Gaza, including 50 foreigners, some believed to be Americans still. Israel uh, implemented a full lockdown of Gaza, halting the flow of food, fuel, water, and more, saying humanitarian aid would only be allowed there upon the hostages' release. Uh, Reports of the brutality of the initial Hamas attack continued to emerge yesterday, including evidence of the intentional killing of children and teenagers. Just horrific. These people are not human beings. I'm talking about Hamas. Many of the villages that bore the brunt of the assault were known as kibbutzim, communal living arrangements unique uh, to Israel. Finally, the U.S. and Qatar uh, froze $6 billion intended for Iran in a previous hostage exchange with the U.S. over allegations Iran assisted Hamas in the weekend attack. Well, in addition to that, Syrian state media says Israel forces have hit the country's two main international airports with missiles, putting them out of action. State media said that runways had been damaged at both Damascus and Aleppo airports, and flights will be diverted to Latakia, a city in northwest Syria. Israel has not commented on the strike, and it's previously attacked targets in war-torn Syria linked to Iran. Iran's foreign minister was planning to fly to Syria on uh, Friday, so it's probably that intelligence that led to the bombing of the uh, airports. Well, uh, Gaza should not expect to see water or electricity turned back on while it still holds hostages. Uh, Humanitarian aid will be forthcoming to Gaza when it shows concern for human welfare itself, Israel's energy minister, Katz, said Thursday when he wrote, Humanitarian aid to Gaza... Humanitarian for humanitarian. Addressing the tens of uh, dozens of abductees believed held by the terrorist group Hamas, the politician said uh, Israel would continue the stage, state of siege until it has its people home. Meaning this meant a, a con- continued blockade of supplies to Hamas, uh, Katz out, outlined no electrical switch will be turned on. No water hydrant will be opened, and no fuel truck will enter until Israel abductees are returned home. It's pretty clear. The latest reckoning uh, states some 150 people were abducted from Israel by terrorist fighters on Saturday. Part of a major and uh, wide-ranging attack which saw thousands of rockets rain down on southern Israel and terrorist groups uh, raiding the kibbutzes and music festivals, the known death toll of Israel residents has passed 1,300 people many of whom are now reported to have been killed in the most brutal and savage possible ways. Can't say that enough. It's just awful. Well, finally, the White House has disclosed its plans to initiate evacuation flights aimed at assisting American citizens in departing Israel as part of the country ready for its escalation into retaliatory measures against Hamas. Uh, White House uh, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby has confirmed the evacuation flights are scheduled to commence today. Multiple sources with knowledge of the arrangements have indicated the U.S. government is coordinating at least four charter flights per day out of Israel. This announcement coincides with the White House's acknowledgement of the rising death toll in its ongoing conflict, which now encompasses, by the way, uh, 27 dead Americans. The conflict initiated by Hamas attack on Saturday has tragically claimed the lives of a minimum of 2600 individuals on both sides. <clears throat> All right, we're going to this segment of the show is brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website johnson'sairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine, be in the know and stay up to date. By reading Life in Naples, the website is lifeinnaples.net. We're coming up, we're going to have more here on The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of The Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541.
0: Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I want to remind you that Bee's Diner, of course, as I heard the commercial about breakfast and lunch, well, they serve dinner 4 to 8 p.m. Wednesday through Saturdays. Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. Great food, terrific uh, grouper, 23 bucks for a wonderful grouper dinner. And uh, it's informal. You don't need a reservation. Just drop by Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. Coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting with uh, uh, Larry Bell. He's the professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. Yesterday, outlets reported that U.S. and Qatar reached a quiet understanding, quote-unquote, to block Iran from accessing $6 billion. The money was released last month in exchange for five prisoners, U.S. prisoners, with a note that Iran could only use the money for humanitarian necessities. However, the U.S. and Qatar... Uh, are I've heard that pronounced so many different ways, Qatar, Qatar, are hitting pause on the uh, uh, after Hamas' unprecedented attack against Israel, with GOP criticizing President Biden for the deal. Iran has funded uh, Hamas with about a hundred million dollars a year, so the, it's it's all fungible. I mean, it's not going to be used for, you know, for uh, uh, funding terrorism. Of course, it's going to be used for. For whatever they want, so uh, U.S. officials have said there's no evidence yet that Iran is directly involved with the assaults. I, I can't believe these people actually say this and have not yet tapped the funds. Iran has denied any involvement and said that the money rightfully belongs to the people of Iran. So that's the uh, situation on the money. Presumably, we're concerned that it's it's going to be released. Well, it's not apparently for the foreseeable future. Well, this is so interesting, NASA, NASA delayed the launch of its Psyche spacecraft from Thursday morning until this morning at 10.15 from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. It's a new mission aimed to study a metal-rich asteroid believed to be the ancient core of a protoplanet. The 16 Psyche asteroid, located over 2 billion miles from Earth uh, in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, is composed primarily of iron and nickel, Rather than the ice or rock comprising most asteroids, theorists speculate that the 173-mile-wide potato-shaped object is the core of an early solar system, a planet that could uh, provide more direct insights into the Earth's unobservable core. Isn't that interesting? The Vansize spacecraft will deploy high-efficient solar-powered ion propulsion technology uh, where electromagnetic fields charge uh, xenon eons to generate thrust. To reach the asteroid's orbit in two thousand twenty nine. Can you believe that's six years from now? And we'll spend twenty six months capturing images, measuring magnetic fields and more. Separate separately NASA revealed rock samples harvested from the asteroid Bennu yesterday. So they're on Earth and they're being examined as we speak. Well, this is concerning. A new bombshell study is raising concerns about the widespread use of COVID mRNA shots after linking the injections to, get this, 17 million sudden deaths around the world. The study, published by Correlation Research and Public Interest, analyzed data related to all-cause mortality across 17 countries. The researchers quantified, quantified the vaccine dose fatality rate across all ages. VDFR measures the ratio of vaccine-induced deaths to the total number of vaccines administered to the population. The researchers found that the mean of all ages fatal toxicity, toxicity uh, injection of the VDFR of one death per 800 injections across all ages and countries, in other words, of the 13.25 billion injections delivered by September the second, 2023, uh, 17 million have died from vaccine-related deaths. You're not reading that anywhere, are you? But uh, this is a very concerning about the, the toxicity of uh, the vaccine. It's not just deaths, too. You are seeing these uh, heart conditions and other types of uh, results as a result of the vaccine. I wonder if the uh, CDC is going to be publishing this information. This is legitimate research. One in 800, 17 million died. Well, in a vote of confidence in U.S. oil and against U.S. climate policy, Exxon evidently isn't too concerned about the White House's push to reduce emissions and invest in climate-friendly energy or International Energy Agency's prediction of a decline in demand for fossil fuels by 2030. In addition to more doubling Exxon's daily output of gas and oil, the deal will give Exxon one of the world's greatest inventories of untapped oil, totaling 1.5 million acres, in the Permian Basin, North America's biggest source of crude, uh, boost U.S. energy security, according to Exxon. J.P. Morgan Chase predicts 45% of Exxon's oil will come from the U.S. After struggling during the pandemic, Exxon is now ready to spend the Boku cash it has made on oil prices skyrocketing following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The merger will be the largest oil and gas deal since Exxon acquired Mobil, in 1999, and could spur further consolidation in the industry. I really, uh, to me, I just really salute them for not bowing uh, to the uh, climate change uh, paranoia that we're seeing across the world. Uh, Exxon's going to benefit, I think, hugely from this, because I, right now we're seeing cars stacked up, uh, the uh, uh electric vehicles, uh, they're not selling. People just don't don't want them. So uh, there is a market for them. And, of course, maybe people are buying them as second cars and so forth. But uh, uh, the market's drying up. And even after all the subsidies that the United States government is paying. Well, Senator John Fetterman, joined by late-night host Steve Cobert on uh, Wednesday, and said Americans weren't sending their best and brightest to Capitol Hill, arguing that it is scary it's awkward to be in Capitol and then run into people that you have put up in devastating meme about because you've got ex- excellent meme game, but then you uh, see these people in, in the cafeteria sit on the late show. Uh, <clears throat> you need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest to Washington, D.C. Federman responded to laughter from the audience. Sometimes you literally just can't believe these people are making the decisions that are determining the government's here. It's actually scary. Now, what's ironic about this is coming from John Fetterman, the uh, senator from Pennsylvania, who's scary in and of himself, who uh, refuses to wear a coat and tie in the Senate chambers. And if he's also, he may be speaking also about Senator Bob Menendez, who is charged with conspiracy to act as a foreign agent on his on behalf of the Egyptian government, his wife Nadine Menendez, as well as Egyptian American businessman Wale Hena has also been charged with conspiracy to act as a foreign agent, according to the indictment. The latest indictment follows the not guilty pleas that Bob and Nadine Menendez entered last month in charges that included bribery and exportation. Uh, Hannah also pleaded not guilty last month, as did two other businessmen charged in the scandal. So uh, Menendez, I think this time he's going to go to jail. He He refuses to step down from his position, uh, uh, in the Senate, but he has resigned his position as the Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman. Uh, so maybe that's who uh, Fetterman is speaking about is Menendez. Okay, coming up, uh, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Harden show And now here's your host, Bob Hartin.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. Zudi Jasser, the founder and president of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy. Right now we have with us Matt Chionis. He is with Gulf Coast International Properties, a real estate professional. Matt, thank you so much for joining us here on the show.
3: Absolutely, Bob. Hey, thanks for your broadcast.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I just wonder if you have any comments or thoughts about what's happening in Israel and Gaza right
3: now. Yes, I mean, thank you for everything you're doing with this and the experts you have brought on to give us a, a better depth of understanding and insights into the, the tragic event and the events that have proceeded since then and will continue to proceed in, in Israel. So you know, I just I want to encourage everyone to please, plug in and find a way to support Israel. You know, my wife and I, we wanted to support, but we just felt so small, you know, like what, what real difference can we make? What impact did we even have? But the efforts of the many create the change. And we look at that level of evil that didn't spread because of one person that spread because of the many.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, hope and good, they spread the same way. So Please, find organizations, local or national, to support Israel. So, Bob, I just, before we get rolling, just wanted
1: to mention. Well, thank you for, that, for those comments. And they're very appropriate. And I would say this, you know, uh, your thoughts and prayers uh, with the Israelis and with this whole situation. I mean, it's it's unimaginable evil that's coming out of uh, Hamas. I just can't imagine uh, that kind of evil existing on Earth. But it's been seen so many times in, in our history it's part of the human condition, and uh, we just need to eradicate the evil when we can. Matt, I mean, I'm very curious. that The real estate market is so interesting right now. Uh, I was wondering if you could uh, tell us what your thoughts might be and what you're seeing here on the Paradise Coast with regards to uh, properties. Uh, which properties are selling and which aren't?
3: Absolutely. There's some uh, some common trends we're seeing across pretty much all price points and geographic areas in uh, southwest florida here in the the paradise cove so um, i just want your audience to know that with these things i put my money where my mouth is regarding Uh these trends and metrics because we just bought a new property uh, for ourselves we'll be listing our property so what we're about to discuss we use that with pricing our property and then uh, the analytics that went into buying our new property so these are not things I just advise on. We actually implement them to get results. Well, congratulations. So, so yeah, we'll talk about three of them today we'll touch on. Number one it is price. I'll just touch on this real quick. You know, buyers are much more thoughtful than they have been, especially during the, the COVID area. They're much more thoughtful right now. Uh, last year last season, especially, we began hearing the, the phrase, show me the comps, <laughs> when working with a buyer before it was, hey, is this even in the right universe for price? I want something, get <laughs> get me down to Southwest Florida, get me down to Naples. Um, so those, that's the conversations we had in the past. But right now, you know, if it's price right, and if it makes sense to them, you know, to a buyer, they know it makes sense to another buyer. Mm-hmm. And so over the last, probably two weeks, we've had three buyers miss out on properties, uh, just because we said it's priced right. And hey, I'm being Greek. I mean, it's in my blood to negotiate. So I'm all for trying to drive down the price as much as possible. But there's just times when if it's priced appropriately, it will sell quickly. Um, you know, then there's the times where recently we've seen one that's overpriced, and we tell our people, hey, I think we can steal this one, this one's overpriced, no one's circling yet. Um, so we, we can steal this one. And you know, we know this because of all the records we've set. I even, you know, last year, we set a record last year. We're on par to set a couple this year with our listings. And it's overpricing is not the way to accomplish it. It is being thoughtful, just like a buyer would be. And they know that there's competition out there, that buyers are active right now. So if the price makes sense to that person, they know it will make sense to another buyer. So they better act. So, you know, that's. that's Price is kind of where we're at pricing wise, but two trends that really I think a lot of people need to pay attention to. Number one is furnishings. Homes that are furnished, even dated furniture, are performing or outperforming. Sorry, similar properties that are unfurnished, and this was this was kind of a shocking. Uh, trend, we did not see this coming. And it, it made sense during COVID, you know, when you had shipping delays, right? No furniture was yeah. available. So that trend really wasn't a shock. Re-COVID, a home that was furnished nicely or not, that was actually often a drawback. Uh, there were some scenarios where it made sense for a buyer to want to keep the furniture or maybe it was convenient. But the majority of the time, a furnished property was actually a hurdle. But now, even a home with dated furniture, not, not beat up or poor condition. That's, that's a different discussion. But furnishings that fit the space and are cohesive to that space are actually a huge positive. Um, We're seeing a little bit of mixed results on new construction. So if if someone bought pre-construction and then, you know, change of plans, so they're going to sell it brand new, you know, if it's beautifully furnished, of course, that's a positive, but, you know, unfurnished and brand new construction can give someone the feeling of, okay, I'm truly the first one to to live in this property. It makes it a little more special. Hmm. But yeah, we're we're seeing the furnishings being a a preference for buyers.
1: That is so interesting. You know, I would have thought that... People want to continue to test the upper limits of pricing because of how rapidly properties have increased in value here in the Naples area. Has there been a drawback, in other words, with regard to uh, the market? Are we seeing people, because you're saying they're thoughtful, uh, are uh, are, are the prices coming in lower than they were, say, a year ago?
3: And that's anytime someone asks about pricing and the trends, probably for the next three to six months, Bob, my answer is going to be, it just depends uh-huh. because of the area. You know, Meg and I work with so many investors. Um, we live and, buy, live and die by those numbers. But Naples has so many sub markets uh-huh. that they have their own characteristics. Uh-huh. Um, and so the overall data, I, I believe Naples overall is down 0.5% list price, sale price uh-huh. uh, versus this time last year, year over year. But on the whole, we're very stable. Um, we set a record in a neighborhood last year, um, and so, or this this past a couple months ago, rather, and it was just pricing it right. It was furnished. And we, followed, we, we put our money where our mouth was with those treads. Um, but pricing is still very stable stable that's the best way i can describe it oh, uh, i think we're primed for appreciation but we're very stable
1: that's so interesting Matt. well thanks for sharing that also i would imagine this is just a guess again you're the professional but my guess is that uh properties uh where people are cash buyers they probably have more negotiating power and uh probably uh, there's probably more activity with people that have the money to buy the house with cash
3: Depending on the area, Bob, that, that's, of course, a great lever that people can push and pull with the negotiation. You have the the Pelican Bays of the world where I haven't, that's where majority of our business is. And I, we haven't seen a finance contingency in several, several years. Ah, interesting. Um, and so, you know, there are the areas that are a little more sensitive to interest rates. And so a cash buyer would have more leverage uh, in those markets. But on the whole, the general stat is about seventy percent of Naples are cash buyers on paper. They might utilize a leverage behind, you know, utilize a lender behind the scenes, um, but on the whole, but um, on paper, it's the general stat is about right. seventy percent. again
1: again, um, Megan and Matt Chionis, a husband and wife team in Gulf Coast International Properties, uh, doing a terrific job. And when you call them, ask about the complimentary post-closing concierge services. Uh, and, of course, not offered by other area agents. I hope you give them a call and uh, find out more if you uh, want to sell your property or want to buy a property. Uh, I tell you, having sat down with them and visited with them, they're great folks. You can call them at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. Again, Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Matt, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Absolutely,
1: Bob. Thanks for everything you do and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Matt. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. Zudi Jasser. He's a special man. I've known him for years. He's a medical doctor from uh, Arizona. He's also a candidate for Congress and the founder of uh, the American Islamic Forum for Democracy. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay
0: tuned for or of the Bob Harton Show, here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network.
1: Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America.
0: To the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can get tickets to some great performances coming up and find out more about the Performing Arts Center that's being built in downtown Naples. Visit the website Gulf Shore golfshoreplayhouse.com golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with uh, Larry Bell and Dad, Professor at the University of Houston in Space Architecture. Right now we have with us Dr. Zudi Jasser. Dr. Jasser is the founder and president of uh, the American Islamic Forum for Democracy. He's also uh, uh, written a book called uh, The Battle for the Soul of Islam, which is a terrific read. And he's a candidate for Congress. Dr. Zudi Jazzer, thank you so much for joining us here on the show.
2: Oh, it's great to be with you, Bob. Thanks for having me.
1: Always a pleasure, Doctor. Uh, Tell us about the American Islamic Forum for Democracy.
2: Yeah, this is uh, basically a think tank that's been uh, focused on countering the ideology that uh, is uh, the root cause of radical Islam, if you will, uh, the uh, terrorist... uh, Supremacist ideology that tries to put into place Islamic states, and as we see, what folded out in uh, Israel, the war that Hamas uh, attacked Israel with uh, its uh, horrific violence is based in uh, militancy that is uh, supremacist, and we're we're treating the root causes of that, being Hamas, ISIS, Al Qaeda, Muslim Brotherhood. That root cause is uh, a ideology that's still rooted in the. 13th century that hasn't gone through an enlightenment, that hasn't gone through a separation of mosques and states. And we feel we hatched a, a Muslim reform movement in 2015 that really focuses on building uh, coalitions and uh, driving individuals that believe in the Western construct of uh, democracy, liberal democracy, if you will. And that's really what we think is the solution. Militarily, we can defeat the terrorist groups themselves, but uh, you can't win this militarily in the global sense. Uh, as far as all the large Islamic states like Iran and Turkey and uh, Pakistan, this has to go through a reformation.
1: Well, thank you for that, Doctor. And again, the website is—I forgot now. It's—it's it's not on the top of my list. Mine, but it's a it, go, what is gscdemocracy.org dot I think it yeah, is.
2: Yeah, I, AIFdemocracy.org. AIFdemocracy.org.
1: Thank you, Doctor. So I want to talk to you about your candidacy for Congress. You announced yesterday that you're planning to run for Congress in Arizona on the in the fourth district. Maybe you could tell us your thoughts behind this and uh, why you're doing it.
2: Yeah. Now this is obviously separate from my uh, work uh, in the nonprofit, but uh, I will tell you that um, we believe that uh, there's time. There's time for moral clarity. It is the time for moral clarity. There's no greater time than now to demonstrate that uh, um, we need candidates that are clear, that have moral clarity on the positions that we stand—not only against terrorism, but behind our allies like Israel—and that we stand against anti-Semitism. I'm uh, looking to flip the seat uh, CD four here in Arizona, and currently the congressman there is uh, Greg Stanton, and he's been. A rubber stamp for the Biden administration has uh, basically said nothing, while our border is just a sieve that uh, has allowed uh,
4: uh, millions
2: to come across without uh, any vetting, and we've lost our national sovereignty, Uh, the uh, blindness as far as the effect on our children with uh, the drug uh, infiltration that's been happening, and then the the blindness against the anti-Semitism in their own party, I think it's time... You know, Arizonans deserve leadership that uh, uh, has the ability and the uh, courage to speak truth, uh, truth to the establishment and uh, the current leadership. And I think we can be the antidote to the Ilhan Omars and Rashida slaves of the world that even when you see the evil that Hamas perpetrates, they still have flags of Palestine outside their uh, congressional doors and uh, really represent the worst of our community rather than the best of our immigrant
1: communities. Absolutely. And, of course, I've known you for years and have had you on the show for years, and so I so much appreciate your positions. I think you'd be a very strong and positive influence in Congress. So I certainly support your candidacy, and I, I hope that you do well. If I, if uh, someone wants to support your efforts, uh, what can they do? Where can they go?
2: Oh, please go to our website at uh, z4az.com. R c4az.com
1: Thank you, Doctor. So, I, w- I want to get your thoughts on uh, what's happening in the Hamas and Israel. I mean, this the horrific demonstration of terrorism is just, it's unspeakable. It's just un- uh, unbelievable. And, of course, one of my concerns is not only what's happening in Israel, but it's is the possibility of something like that happening here in, the, uh, in, in America.
2: As the piece that um, I've I wrote uh, for the Center for Security Policy. notes. this war uh, is not about that the Hamas cares about the Palestinians. If anything, they are cannon fodder uh, to their uh, aggressive um, acts of, of war that were driven by the Iranian regime that been fueled by Iran. And if you look at the timing, it is really about a nihilistic approach to sow chaos through the Middle East, a, a nihilism that uh, looks to uh, put an obstacle between the progression of, for example, the Saudis towards normalization of relations with Israel. They want to derail all of that. Uh, they want to deflect attention from the revolution that's been growing inside Iran. And there's no better way to do that than to create a religious to to rekindle in a horrific way a religious war uh, against the Jews and an anti-Semitic. Uh, genocidal way. We saw more Jews killed this week than at any time since the Holocaust. So uh, they, and if you look, the, the Israeli defense forces have given the Palestinians time to evacuate, and Egypt has blockaded their walls. None of the Arab countries will take them. So it's at, no one cares about the Palestinians, really.
4: And yeah. they,
2: especially Hamas is using them as, as shields uh, as they rape and, and uh, torture uh, senior citizens and, and children and families uh, in, in Israel.
1: Horrific. Just just awful. And uh, uh, I guess uh, just to move here to the United States, to the homeland, uh, I mean, we see these horrible things happening, uh, Hamas attacking Israel. That could happen here. I mean, it happened in 9-11. Uh, we're seeing this porous border, as you'd mentioned in your comments about running for Congress. Uh, It seems to me we're extremely vulnerable to this type of attack.
2: Very. I mean, uh, this is why when we have, you know, the the Biden administration might be giving some lip service now to the the relationship and the friendship that we have with Israel. But make no mistake, the weakness of the Biden administration over the past few months in which they gave ransom on 9-11-2023 $6 $6 billion for hostages, the weakness in which they haven't really stood behind the Saudis and in, in their uh, move for continuing the Abraham Accords. The, the Biden administration wouldn't even use the term Abraham Accords because they thought it would give President Trump too much credit for uh, advancement of peace in the Middle East. And they've ended the maximum pressure policy against Iran and actually have, uh, turned a blind eye to their continued movement closer
4: to uh,
2: uh, nuclear uh, capabilities. So all of these things together have given Iran and Hamas a green light to move forward and say, hey, America is a paper tiger. They're not going to react. They're not going to stand by their ally. And ultimately, they lit the match, as Biden said, in his basement and uh, allowed this to happen. So, you know, right now, Israel needs to be, um defended and, and allowed to defeat and decimate Hamas. But once that's over, I think history is going to show that we got here because of the past uh, two years of the Biden administration that has uh, given them the green light to do this from a, from a weakness perspective.
1: Absolutely. Well, in uh, just my opinion, I, none of this would have occurred had uh, President Trump served his, uh, his uh, term as uh, president Again, Dr. Zudi Jasser, book, uh, the, the Battle for the Soul of Islam, terrific read. I encourage you to read Dr. Jasser's book by Dr. Zudi Jasser, Z-U-H-D-I-J-A-S-S-E, or Dr. Zudi Jasser. Also, uh, support his candidacy for Congress. Uh, and again, the, the website, Dr.?
2: Z4EZ.com
1: com. right. I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Anytime. Thanks,
1: Bob. My pleasure, indeed. Uh, all right, coming up, uh, Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston, space architecture, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in the legislature. And you can find out more by visiting the very robust website, thefga.org. Thefga.org. We have with us Professor Larry Bell. He's an author. He's written a dozen books. His latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, uh, My Life by Design by Professor Larry Bell. And he's an endowed professor at the University of Houston Space Architecture. And he writes his column. It's called On Point in uh, Newsmax.com. It comes out about three times a week. Professor, thank you so much for joining us here on the show.
4: Bob, thanks for having me uh...
1: Always a pleasure, Professor. So, uh, your latest column needs to be. We need to talk about this. We were warned about Biden' foreign policy ineptness. Maybe you could tell us about it.
4: Yeah, Bob. Uh, this is such a terrible thing that's happening. of course, in the Middle East, and uh, you know the, the you know the absolute craziness, you know the barbarism and the suffering, and so on, and you know. I was, I read another article today about looking at the uh, on this reshapes uh, kind of a multi-front issue that you that the world faces right now in terms of military threats and so on. And one hand, I really hate to pile on politically with stuff that you know. If you think of the you know the Biden administration going or going back to the Obama administration and you know the joint conference of plan of action so-called. New, Iran nuclear deal and the you know the you know the appeasement of Iran, which has been really in the center of all of this, and funding Hezbollah as well as Hamas and uh, and so on. And then we have, the, of course, recently the forgiveness of the uh, you know the the, the six billion dollar uh, unfreezing of of money for Iran, and at you know at the time that we now know understand that they were working with both Hezbollah and Hamas on the, uh, you know, coordinated attack on Israel and so on. So we look at all these fiascos and it goes back to the climate change craziness and the energy policies and so on. And, 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 and I, I kind of hate to, you know, I, I hate to pile on this and look at this, you know, in the kind of political uh, spectrum that we see but they kind of look beyond that and say well what where's all this going and how you know and I, and, I, and I don't know and I think none of us do that say well you know in the in the short term and long term how, how is this changing the worldview of the Middle East and mm-hmm. how does it change how is it going to reshape America's view and 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 we'll we really see stand fast behind Israel because there's there's going to be a lot of pressure now uh, on, on Israel that will be political pressure not only from the U.S. but Europe and so on and how 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 steadfast will will our policies be and and, and where, where does this go I mean talk about a one state solution a two state solution it looks like you know is there any solution and and uh, I you know I can't I can't get beyond the, the ideological politics because on one hand you know, I think it's you know our appeasement of Iran and, and 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 also to a large extent Russia and China has has certainly contributed to this and 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 we see we see the ironies of you know the how Afghanistan withdrawal has impacted this and we see weaponry that we abandoned in Afghanistan now Showing up uh, with with uh, you know some, some of the bad actors that, that we we know about and and uh, it's it, this is a very very uncertain time and and it's it's certainly testing our you know our support for for Israel and and you know there's this this confusion and consternation about how did they get. So terribly blindsided on on this attack, and 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 because it was apparently planned for quite a long time, and and basically all we you know the, I think the notion that we're going to rely on technology and you know to you know all the you know the uh, technology sensors to to provide you know for the for the alert system, and basically they they accomplished this with couriers and. Stone Age kind of approaches
0: mm-hmm.
4: it kind of makes you wonder well you know we, we invest all this in technology and we we think it makes us more secure and basically just like I think cyber warfare it's the countries that are less dependent upon being wired together and technologically advanced that 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 sort of have some advantages that that uh, you know that the, the wired together countries don't have so I think there's there's many, many many issues coming out of this that are going to, you know, redefine things. And I've got an article coming out today. It looks at how do we, how do we as as the U.S. and we as the world, deal with these multi-front assaults where you know we see China and Russia now teaming up on things, and we see, you know, the intercoordination between between uh, Iran and and. The Middle East. We 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 wonder if the Abraham Accord is going to fall apart, and you know these are such uncertain times, and there's some, nothing politically to gloat about. We just got to get through it somehow.
1: Absolutely, professor. I mean, in, in my mind, uh, the prism that I believe Biden looks through is always political and financial, and, and uh, it's uh, it's he. You know, it just, just doesn't have the character to, to be the president, the leader of the free world. And uh, that's very unfortunate. But uh, what we need is new leadership. I truly believe that none of this, all the things that you've outlined, Afghanistan, uh, what happened with Hamas and in Israel, none of these, these things and uh, Ukraine, none of that would have happened had uh, President Trump been our leader.
4: Well, what will we learn from this, I think, is is the question. And one when- one test of those lessons will be, of course, in 2024, and we see, you know, we see, uh, and we see the southern border, and we see the, you know, inflation, and and the in and the money. We see how, you know, woke, wokeifying the, the military and recruitment problems we have there, and 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 of course the appeasement of, of Iran and so on, and we see these cascading and interconnected sort of influences. Yeah. And, and, and the question is, well, what are we going to learn from this? You know, is there a wake-up call? And not just for us, but also for Europe.
1: So true. Again, uh, Professor Larry Bell, latest book, Architectures Beyond Bo- Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. Also check out Newsmax.com, uh, his uh, column uh, on point. Professor, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
4: And, Bob, I always appreciate the opportunity. Thank
1: you so much. My pleasure, indeed. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests lined up for Monday's show. Uh, I hope you're going to make it a great day and weekend on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
0: Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.